Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very exciting. But guys, today has been a day. Today has been a day. Today has been one of those days where it's just been like, fuck me. How many things can go wrong in one day? But no, bad things come in threes. And this is always, mum said this to me and I never used to believe it super like that intensely until the past few years. And now when one bad thing happens, I know, I just know three things are going to happen that is bad and call me superstitious, but like it never lies. I'll take through the day. So I had my exam today. I had my exam, my final exam. It was a big one. It was a big old exam. It was on the epidemiology of infectious diseases. So yeah, we're talking a big boy exam, a mathsy exam, not my strong point. No, I'm underselling myself. I've always had this thing that I don't think I'm very good at maths, but I actually think I do actually quite like maths. I'm just not as good as it. Like I'm, I'm not a maths genius, but you know, I do like it. So maybe I need to stop telling myself that I'm really bad at maths and because I think that's projecting like an idea onto myself because I keep like saying that I'm really bad with numbers and everything. And then I do all right in tests with numbers and I'm like, why do I keep saying that about myself? Weird thing to unpack. Anyway, that's not the point of it. This exam is hard and I, my brain, ADHD brain exams, it's not a match made in heaven. It is not a match made in heaven, okay? Like I get very overwhelmed, I get very stressed, I freeze like, I just don't do well in exams. I do well in pieces of coursework. So I, I was quite nervous about this exam because it's not my strong point. And, you know, these are, it's starting to get to the point now where I only have one more module left, guys. I have one more module left and that's it. And I'm finished. I was just a bit like, you know, these, these things matter. And when it's your master's, everything counts. And I was just a bit like, oh, fuck me. It, it was going to be hard. Like, it was a hard exam. Anyway, I wake up this morning open my eyes. I'm feeling, you know, trying to tell myself, you know, you've done the work, you've revised, you couldn't have done any more. You've worked hard for this exam. You deserve to do well. I wake up. I meant to get paid today from the calling job. Okay. I'm excited to get paid because I worked really hard and it was like, I was getting a good amount of money and it would pay my next month's rent, blah, 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 blah. blah. I opened my bank account. I'm like, haven't been paid. Why not? Why have I not been paid? And it ends up like there's just been a, like a mess up on the pay slips, which means I'm not going to get paid till Tuesday. And it's fine. They just paid me the wrong amount. Okay, that's fine. Mistakes happen. But I was like, okay, it's not great because I'm going to Manchester on Sunday. Could have done with that money. I'm not going to lie, but it's fine. It's coming soon. So it's okay. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. That only got resolved later on in the day. But now it's fine. We don't need to stress about that. Then the second the second bad thing happens. So I spend the day, I do like my revising and everything, it's all fine. The exam is at three. Who puts an exam at three? I guess that's an also a bad thing that happened, but we can't complain about that because that was in, that was already happening. But who puts an exam at 3pm? Because my nerves by 3pm, I was shaking. It was disgraceful. So it's fine. Anyway, the day passes it's okay. It's three. I'm sat in my chair. I've got crumpets. I've got, you know, tea. I've got coffee. I'm ready for this exam. And I open the exam thing. It's like, your exam is two hours long. And in the back of my head, I was like, well, it's not. It obviously just hasn't changed it yet because I get extra time because of the ADHD. So I get, I got an extra hour for this exam, um, which is great. And it means that I can complete an exam. So, you know, very helpful. And I'm looking at it. It's like two hours. And I'm like, Ooh, it shouldn't really be two hours, but I've emailed uni a couple of days ago, emailed them, checked that everything's fine because last time you forgot. So please don't forget again. And everything's fine. I'm telling myself deep breaths. I opened the exam, 3 p.m. hit, bang on the dot. I'm like, okay, log in. It's time. This is it. This is like, go. It's an 80% exam. So everything is kind of on this exam. So it's important. And I open it and it's like, okay, your exam finishes at five. And there's a countdown clock in the right-hand corner. And it's like, one hour, 59 seconds. One hour, 59 minutes. And I was like, what? That should be at three hours. That shouldn't be at one hour, 59 minutes. That's wrong. And I'm like, okay, maybe everyone else gets an hour and a half and I get extra time in this way. Like, maybe it's different. Like, what's... Maybe it's not, like, added it in. And, like, I do the exam for 10 minutes. I'm like, something is wrong this is not going to happen. And then half of my brain was like, well, I never used to get extra time. So maybe I can do this. Like maybe I'm just causing a fuss, like stop being silly. After 
like five minutes in, I realise, what am I doing? Email everyone, email all the wrong people. Then I email someone else and I'm literally titling every email like urgent, urgent, high priority. Help me, please. Because I'm mid-exam. So I'm having to like answer questions whilst emailing people, whilst checking in my emails. Like the whole thing with ADHD is that you get overwhelmed easily. You can't process like multiple things of information. And I'm there like, I am literally going to have a mental breakdown. This is pushing me to the max and I was like fuck me it's all been forgotten like I'm going to fail and I emailed and like within 10 minutes which actually in fairness isn't that long like it it takes 10 like you might not check your emails for 10 minutes you know it's not that long but you know when you're in an exam that 10 minutes was the longest 10 minutes of my life I was just sat there like well, I've just got to carry on with the exam, but I'm going to fail because there's no way in hell I can do this in three hours, like in two hours. I was meant to have an extra hour. So, fine. It's okay. We're carrying on. We're persevering because we can't stop because if we stop, then I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot. Like, it's either I cry or I just carry on. So carrying on was the only option. So I carry on. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then I get an email being like, really sorry about this. We've added your extra time. And I'm like, okay fine, they've added it, deep breath, we're okay now, and I go and look at the exam, no, it's not been added, it's not there, I've got one hour 30 left to go, and they're like, okay, well, what do you want to do, and I was like, well, the extra time hasn't been added, so am I just gonna have to start again, she's like, well, I've added it, it should all be fine, it wasn't fine, and there was this whole stress about whether or not it was going to work, and in the end, she was like, do you want to just start the exam again, because that's the only way, and I was like, yeah, I'll just start again, But you know, when you're really stressed and really anxious and really overwhelmed, it meant that I got like, I, though I did get, so then I like, she reset my attempt and I started it again and it worked out fine. Like it was no one's fault. It was just a mistake, but I was really stressed then. And it just meant I was really anxious doing the test. It meant like I wasn't breathing properly for ages. Like when all of a sudden she was like, okay, you can start again. I'm going to wipe your score from it. I literally, I got my phone up and I like FaceTimed Louie and I was just crying on the phone to be like, Louie, they forgot to add my extra time and I'm going to cry. Like I'm going to have a mental breakdown. This is, I can't do this exam. Like I'm going to have to stop. And he was like, no, you can't stop. There's no option to stop. You're in an exam. You've got to get going. This is why online exams are good because in moments like that, when I'm having an absolute panic attack, you can speak to someone and they can calm you down. Whereas if I was just on my own in an exam hall, I'd be so in my own head in those moments. So I guess that's pro. But I guess obviously if I was in an exam hall, this wouldn't happen. Um, but anyway, we're not ranting about the fact that it happened. It's more, well, no, not the fact that people did it, just more the fact that it happened. It's just really stressful. Um, and then get back into the exam. The exam's fine. I'm now wondering if it was a blessing in disguise because... The universe has been doing very universy things recently. I have been seeing 11-11 everywhere. Like, everywhere. I see it on my phone. I see it on the microwave. I see it on the clock. I see it on my laptop. I see it on my... what Everywhere where there is a clock. Even it's like weird things. Like, my um, my text message is 11-11. I'll message someone and it'll be 11. It, everything is 11. And I finally think... Like, you know, spring... We've gone on a massive detour here. But I promise this is coming back. This is... This, is, this will loop back to the exam. I... You know, it was like the spring equinox. And it was like big shifts are about to happen, like big changes. And I did a tarot card reading a week, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, and it was like the wheel of fortune, like right now things don't feel like they're going that great, but everything moves and everything's coming and good things are coming. And it came with like two other cards and they were all like, good things are coming. And I definitely feel like I've been plateauing recently, just like, just getting on with life, not in a bad way, just like nothing nothing really happening, you know, but I've been putting in so much work, I've been like going to the gym, I've been eating well, I've been positive mindset, I've been thinking good things, I've been really training my brain to be like in a good headspace, and like I've been like things should, good things should be happening, not that I expect, like do expect them, I'm like doing good things, good things should be happening, this is how it works, and then today I was like maybe, although I'm saying this is one of the bad things, me getting me them not putting extra time, me having a very stressful exam experience. Oh, the third bad thing that happened is the Wi-Fi dropped because there was a thunder and lightning storm halfway through the exam. So, you know, if someone's trying to tell me something about me becoming an epidemiologist, can you not? Because that is my future career path. Thank you. Uh, oh, God, guys, what stress. 
afterwards I called Louis and I just lay there and I was just like verbal diarrhea. I was going to record the podcast, but I realised absolute shite would have just come out of my mouth because I was in such like a stressed, like a blah, 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 blah mood that it was just not, it wouldn't have been good. When I'm stressed, I talk and this would have been talking to a whole new extreme. It was like, Bella, you can't just call me just to talk at me. And I was like, I know, but it calms me down when I talk at people and I'm sorry. And this this is why I couldn't have recorded a podcast because it wouldn't have been good. But anyway, those are the three bad things that have happened. But as I was saying, manifesting wise, things are taking a turn for the better. I was going to say taking a turn for the worse, but they're not. I meant taking a turn for a better. Is that a thing? Things are on the rise and I am excited. Good things are happening. I have a very good intuitive feeling with life at the moment. I have a good idea. I applied to these two things and I heard back from one of them and that's exciting. And I heard back from another one of them on Monday. So that's exciting. I don't want to say anything about them because I don't want to like... I don't want to set my expectations too high. And also, if it all goes terribly wrong, I don't want to have to admit to loads of things. <laughs> but, you know, I'm proud of myself for applying. Maybe that was what the kind of the plateau thing was about, about the fact that I'm not really applying myself much at the moment. I'm just kind of accepting life. But I think that was because life was so busy and hectic and stressful for the past few months. Anyway, that's more of the content side of the podcast. Let's get back to the life update. Sorry, I feel like I'm very rambly today because of the because of the exam. Not gonna lie, it was really stressful. It was really, I'm making a joke about it. And I know it did work out maybe for the best because it meant that I got like extra, extra time because I'd answered some of the questions, which meant I didn't get to have, I didn't have to use a full three hours on like four questions. But like my stress and anxiety meant I just kept making silly mistakes and it was a bit annoying. I can't lie, but it's fine. We're here now. It happened. It's happened. It's happened. But anyway, other things that have happened this week, I have mainly been a hobbit, uh, no, not a hobbit, <laughs> a hermit, and living in my room, revising for the rest of my life. That is what I have been doing. But today was my last exam. That was it. That was my last ever exam. Hopefully. I don't know if you do a PhD, if you have to have an exam. I've been thinking more and more about PhD, you know. Maybe. Not yet, but you heard it here first maybe she's thinking about it it's a consideration although if I did want to do a PhD I'd want to do it in Germany where you get paid that's be that would be where I want to do it although I don't think I want to do it for a while I think I need to I want to work I've really enjoyed having a salary and working like for something that wasn't just education I love education and I'm really enjoying my course don't get me wrong I'm not trying to say anything like that but I'm excited to be able to have like weekends free, to think like, oh, what am I doing this weekend? Not writing a 5,000 word essay, which I'm really stressed about. Like, no. Although I am going to miss the modules. I think when I do start working, God, I have such big aspirations for how much time I'm going to have. And I bet you'll hear me in a couple of months being like, who did I think I would be? I'm exhausted. But I really want to take up new courses whilst I, when I start working again, because I have loved learning um on this module like I've loved medical anthropology and I want to learn so much more about it and I'm starting to realize it because I was feeling a bit sad about leaving university about like for the last time leaving uni and this being it you know it's my last teaching thing I can't I don't know if you get taught when you do a PhD I think you do actually um I think you can go to classes because some people in our I remember in SME, some people are doing their PhDs and you can kind of drop in on different modules that you're interested in or that are relevant to you. Um, but it's kind of like my last master's, isn't it? It's like you do your own, unless I do a career path, I know you can, but it's not really like in the next few steps for me. And I was feeling a bit sad that I wouldn't get to learn again in this kind of like learning environment. Like I really enjoyed it. And I'm making sure that when I go into this next part, this next chapter, I want to maintain that like drive for learning sounds so nerdy but I really like it I can't help it I just really like learning about things I think this is my issue this is why I was like I don't really know what I want to do with my life because I kind of find everything really interesting there's not really anything that I don't find interesting I don't think I mean there probably is but I can't really think of what it would be right now to be honest so I don't know what I would do this is why 
this is why I'm really glad I've done the masters. I was thinking about this earlier on. I don't know why it's been so much on my mind, but I was thinking a lot about how glad I am that I've done the masters because I feel like it's really reframed my university experience and made me feel like I left uni in a really positive way because COVID kind of messed up my uni experience, you know? I didn't feel like I got the uni life that everyone else got. I don't feel like I had that. I don't feel like I... I feel like my uni life wasn't... I don't know. There were so many good things and I met so many great people, but equally, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I also found it really hard for, like, you guys know, you listen to the podcast. Like, I found it really hard. And so doing the master's and having that break and like coming into a new learning environment and meeting so many great people and learning an entirely new course has been so positive. And I definitely think that there's something I've learned there and being able to reframe experiences with new experiences, like the way you can kind of train your brain to think about something in a different way. It's kind of like relationships, isn't it? When you date someone bad, the person afterwards who is so good, it makes you reframe how you think about love makes you reframe how you think about relationships and I think it's made me think about other areas of my life that like I want to reframe and kind of think about how I could reframe them you know like things don't have to stay bad forever you can reinvent how you want the story to be told and like I feel like I've reinvented how my uni story is told I've ended it on such a high I'm so happy with my choice to come here and especially when I listen back to like London baby episode where it's like I'm going to London this is so terrifying but so exciting I wish I could go back and give her a massive hug and just be like you are gonna have the most incredible time and I'm so excited for you and you just don't even know what's coming I've been living in this house now for half a year I've been living with my housemates for half a year I've been with my course mates for half a year and these are people who have like major people in my life now like, people I really, really love and didn't even know about them. I'm glad, you know? I'm really... I feel like I'm being very intuitive at the moment and the good things are coming and... Having this whole manifesting thing... <gasps> something else weird manifesty happened. So, I'm going to post a picture about it tomorrow. You've, If you follow me on Instagram, which you all should, by the way... Just saying, you get a lot more content, you get to be involved in the podcast, it's much better for your social media feed. Um, what was I going to say? Oh my god, yeah. So, if you go back through my reels, when I used to do reels, I don't have time right now for reels, but I will do. Come, don't want to get into this yet because it's the content side of the podcast, but I will have a lot of time soon and you are going to see some reinvention. But anyway... Um, I've lost my trail of thought. Oh, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. You will see one where it's like manifesting your dream life. And it's got a picture of a London bus and some things around it. And it's the number 38 to Victoria. Okay? Me and Maisie last weekend. I had a, such a lovely weekend last weekend. I We went like and we put wine in water bottles. And we just got drunk walking around London and like did a sightseeing tour and we went and saw Big Ben, we went and saw the London Eye, we went to see Buckingham Palace, like this is my favourite type of things to do, I love these nights out, you know you're just chatting and it's funny and you're sightseeing and this is why I love living in London and I love living in cities, I think when I go cities, sightseeing drunk is my favourite thing to do, like if we were to go on a group trip that would be a core piece of my entertainment for us all because it is like my most other than eating food and I know there's other great things and like art galleries I'm not shitting on all of those things I'm not saying but I'm saying as a nighttime activity it's 10 out of 10 I don't see how you couldn't enjoy it um but we were on this walk we went to I was gonna say Tottenham Court Road but that's just because I'm literally there every single day Trafalgar Square went to Trafalgar Square I took this photo didn't really think anything of it and then I was scrolling through my photos the other day and I was like I feel like I've done something with that photo before. I feel like it's on a Pinterest board or something. And I go to my Instagram account because I'm like, I feel like it's somewhere, but I don't know where. But I, I you know, and you just recognise something. It's the same photo. I have taken on my camera the same photo. The weirdest part, it's the same bus. It's the number 38 to Victoria in the exact same spot with the exact, it's like nighttime. It's the same things behind it. It is literally the same photo, but I have taken it. And it's like, what the fuck? I've literally manifested myself into this exact spot, into this exact experience. And it's just 
kind of crazy. So this is why I'm trying to have faith in everything coming together. But anyway, this kind of very nicely leads me onto the topic of this week's podcast, which is getting out of my slump era, entering my comeback era, because guys, I'm about to have a glow up. I can sense it. I can't sense it. I'm going to put in the work. That's really what I mean. I mean, I can sense that I'm bored with myself and that I want a bit of a change. And so it's going to happen. I've decided it's going to happen. And I thought we could plan it out together. I thought I could tell you guys what I'm going to do. I thought we could kind of start this together because it's a hundred days till summer. And I want to be feeling like I'm thriving in summer. And I don't feel like I'm thriving right now. I'm literally looking at myself in the mirror right now. And that is not the face of someone who is thriving. So onto the content of this week's podcast episode. But Before we go on to that, if I could ask you to press subscribe, to give me a little rate review and to share the podcast with one person, I would massively appreciate it because that would literally mean we could double numbers overnight and guys, that would be so exciting. But anyway, onto the podcast, uh, no, onto the content part of this week's episode, which is entering my comeback era. This week, we are talking about entering your comeback era, entering that, we are going to bounce back because I just feel... I just feel like for the past few weeks, I've just been in a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a flop. Not, like, I feel like I've been doing loads of great things and I know things have been going well and, like, life is good. I don't mean it in, like, a dramatic, like, life is terrible type of way. But I just feel like I haven't really been thriving. I've been really trying hard at school, like, at uni. Why did I call it school? It's not school. I've been really, really trying hard at uni, which has been great, and I'm really, like, proud of myself for doing that because it's been really fucking hard. Like, it's been one of the hardest things I've ever done, and it needed me to fully focus on it in order for me to do well at it. But in doing that, I feel like I've really been sacrificing a lot of other things, and I feel like I've been quite anxious and emotional, and I'm definitely feeling burnt out. I think I have been studying now since September and I haven't had a break since September. And it's like not just been your normal type of studying where like weekends free, that's how it's been like weekends of you're working, like you're studying, you need to study all the time because there's not going to be time otherwise to do well at things. Um, So it's been hard and I feel like a lot of people come to this stage now in the year. I'm talking to a lot of my friends about how they're feeling about uni and stuff and everyone's like, I'm so done with it now. Like, I've been doing it for so long, I feel so tired, I feel so bored of it, I've kind of lost that drive to want to do it anymore, because we've all been doing it for so long, but if you think we've been doing it for six months now, like, it's not surprising that we're all starting to feel a bit, like, shitty about it, because we've been driving so fast, that we've been going, 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 and now for so many people, it's about to enter that final month, the final push, for me, it's not the final push, I have another six months left, but I... I feel like I want to revamp. I need a, like a comeback era type thing. I need to be like, she's back. It's going to feel incredible. I want to feel really, really good about myself again. And I've just been feeling a bit like not great, being honest. Um, I don't know. When I'm really studying really hard, that becomes my priority. And doing like well at uni becomes my priority, obviously. Like, that's the thing I'm really like thinking about. But it means a lot of things about myself that make me feel good about myself kind of like slip away. So then I just start to feel a bit like not great about myself. And I notice myself being quite mean to myself in a very like self-derogatory way. In a Like I'll just look in the mirror and I'll be like, I actually look like terrible right now. Like I look so awful and disgusting. And like my effort into the like what I wear to uni and stuff goes down the drain because I just don't care because it's just not important I think you know when you're really stressed and it puts everything else into perspective and I'm like I don't care what I look like because I'm literally sleeping six hours a night like I don't care this is stress and this is like go mode and that's fine I think for a time being and there is the time and a place for that type of mindset where it's like nothing else matters let's see what we can like we've got to do well that type of thing but now I want to leave that mindset because I don't think it's really benefiting me anymore I think I've done through the hardness and I want to kind of, I want to start feeling good about myself again, you know, I want to start doing little things that make me feel good and make me feel confident. I feel like I've lost, you know, when you don't care and you're confident, I want to be like that, but like, I actually like feel good and feel confident. I feel like I'm at the other opposite, although I'm like confident with everything, I don't care that everything else is so much more stressful right now. I'm kind of in like the nothing matters headspace and I want to kind of change into like I matter and I'm good doing good and I'm having a like I'm feeling good about myself because I've noticed although the 
nothing matters mindset, like, I don't care, I'm doing uni, like, I don't care how I feel, I don't care how I look, it kind of makes me feel quite anxious, that type of mindset, I've noticed that, although it is a good mind, I can see the purpose of my mindset, and I don't want to be like, I've been terrible the past six months, because I haven't been, like, so many great things have happened, and obviously I'm very, like, happy with myself and everything like that, like, I don't mean it in that such of sense, but I think there are, when I'm really stressed and I get into the mindset of I don't care anymore, I become a lot more socially anxious and I kind of like become a lot more, I was going to say internal, what's the word? What's the word, guys? Where it's like you're in introverted. I'm way more introverted when I'm more kind of stressed about everything because I'm like nothing matters. I don't even have time to be with other people. And maybe it's like my little ADHD brain being like, there's too many things to process and I can't process everything right now. And so I become more introverted. But I've noticed it with like my social plans and everything recently. If anyone tries to make a plan with me, I just get quite overwhelmed. I just like, I don't feel like I have the headspace for that right now. Like, I'm really sorry, but I just don't think I have the headspace. And I think there is a time and a place for that kind of needing to protect your mental health and stuff. But I also want to check that I'm just not hiding because I feel stressed. Because I know I would have a good time if I went to these things. But right now I'm saying no to a lot of things because I feel overwhelmed with how much other things are going on in my life. Maybe I'll feel better once, like, in this next week, but this is why I want to do this episode on entering my comeback era, because we're about to enter summer, you know? We've got 100 days till summer, and I want to be feeling, like, sociable and confident and been able to do whatever I want with my time. And I mean, like, I don't want to be having to be... I don't have to be... You don't have to be sociable all the time. That's not what I mean. But I mean, like, I don't want my anxiety being a reason why I'm not being sociable. I want my knowledge of myself and like me feeling good about myself being like I actually don't fancy that today so I'm not going to do it or I do fancy it today that's what I want to change I want to feel at the end of the next 100 days I want to feel like I'm really happy how many day? how many months is that three six nine what month we in March April May June see I'm kind of actually maybe it's not 100 days two months in the next two months, mainly the next one month, this is going to be, I'm going to record another podcast being like, did she enter the comeback era? We will see. But I've been thinking, I've been seeing so many things. I'm going to pour myself more coffee. I've been seeing so many things about people doing the 75 day soft or the 75, the 75 day hard or hard day. 75 hard? I think it's 75 hard because hard day sounds weird and soft day sounds weird. So 75 soft, 75 hard. I don't have time to do a 75 hard. Like, I don't have time for that, like, 45-minute workout and then another workout in the evening. I'm barely coping doing one workout a day, so I don't have time to do that. But I can see the benefits of doing these things every single day and keeping going and seeing how that alters your mindset. But I'm also aware that I don't want this, like, entering my comeback area thing to become a point of stress. I want me to, like, start doing things in my life that make me feel better. I'm not trying to make myself feel more stressed. I think I'm trying to make myself feel... I think sometimes when I'm trying to enter or do something different, I can end up pushing myself way too hard and I just end up burning out even more because I've tried to put make myself do so many other things that I didn't actually even need to do. It's like yesterday for my exam, I was like, I'm going to go on a 5, 10k run and blah, 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 blah. And I was just trying, because I felt stressed, I wanted to do these other things to distract myself. But in reality, that was actually making me way more stressed. I wasn't listening to my body and I wasn't being very intuitive. So that's something that I'm quite aware of. And I don't really want to label this next, like, 60 days with being, like, entering, doing the 75-day soft or doing the 75-day hard. Like, if you can do it, then that's really impressive. But I can't right now. And I know if I try and give myself that, it's just going to stress me out about how if I break it, then that's not good and everything. But what I am going to start to do is kind of maybe a life reshuffle. But I feel like that's a less intense version of what we're going to call it because 75 day soft and hard makes it sound like it has quite a lot of expectation and that makes me a little bit nervous and we're not, we're not like that. And I think these are the things that I have decided the next six months, no, six months, wrong word, the next two months, definitely one month, but I realised I've started it at a bit of a bad point. So I might not start it until Friday because I'm in Manchester till Friday. So maybe I'll try and start it in Manchester. I don't know if I'll have time to go running, but we will see. But anyway, the first thing I've been doing recently that's been putting my mindset in a better mindset is waking up 
and deciding that it's going to be a good day. Like actively deciding. I wake up and this is so cringe and I can't believe I'm going to admit it. But I wake up and I'm stretching. I stretch now when I wake up. I'm not talking anything fancy. I literally just reach my arms in front of my head and move my arms. Um, but I'm like, today is going to be a great day. Today's going to be an incredible day. It's going to be a great day. Like I can, I can sense it. And then I carry on. And I was listening to, do you guys know Law of Attraction Changed My Life? Well, I was listening to her podcast the other day and she was saying about how she read this book and one of the things that she got from the book that's really helped like change her life is recording affirmations in her own voice and listening to those like on the tube or in a moment where she has some spare time, just listen to those affirmations in her own voice. And I was like, well, I'm going to try that. So waking up, deciding it's going to be a good day. And then we are listening to affirmations in our own voices. Now, these affirmations can be anything. Mine are going to be, I don't know. I have the same affirmations that I write out every single day in my journal, but I realised they're not really affirmations. I'm more scripting my dream life. Like I write down all of my goals as if they've happened. That's another thing that's been changing though. I realised I'd got quite like, when I was writing out my goals, I'd been writing them out as goals as if they were unachievable. And now I've started writing them out as they've already happened because I think I've been scripting wrong. So we're going to see if that makes a difference. And I'm hoping with everything else that I'm doing that maybe like some really cool things will start to happen if I start writing things as they're meant to happen. But anyway, the affirmations that I'm going to have are going to be about confidence, maybe. There's always like, I don't chase, I attract, I let go of the how or why and I trust the universe completely and I'm incredibly lucky and everything works out for me. And I think I've spoken a lot about like, is the lucky girl concept real? Like, does it just change your mindset? Regardless of whether or not you think it's real, it has a positive impact. Even if it's placebo and it's training your brain to see the positive outcome in every situation, it has a positive impact, okay? This is why I think... You don't have to see, you don't have to fully believe that it works in order to gain something from it. You can see it works in a different way and you'll still gain something from it. And I think positive affirmations are something that have been really kind of, when there's a big thing that I want to change in my life, passing my driving test, okay? I cannot explain to you guys how much I hated driving and driving tests. The anxiety I got before a driving test is like, I get pre-test anxiety this is something else. I was nearly throwing up. Like, it was ridiculous. And it was really kind of debilitating because I couldn't take driving tests without actually... Like, I was physically sick, you know? Like, it wasn't it wasn't a fun experience. And it just meant that my nerves got the better of me because driving is not that hard. It's not. It's not like the craziest maths equation. It's, it's kind of like, you can do it, you know? It's logical, Otherwise, so many people wouldn't be able to drive if it was really super difficult. But this anxiety that I kept resulting my brain in having was meaning that I couldn't pass the driving test because I'd get myself in such a state that I had a panic attack in one of them, like a major, major panic attack in front of my driving instructor and my driving examiner. And it was so embarrassing. And then she had to drive me home and I was sobbing and it was horrific. So I needed to put in the work to change my mindset and get myself okay with these things that were going on. So I listened to affirmations about passing my driving test for like two weeks beforehand. And it would be like, I'm a great driver. I'm going to pass my driving test. I am a brilliant and capable driver. I understand how to drive. I love how to drive. All of these things. And I think it helped me because it got into my mind accepting the idea of driving without being anxious. Reframing this idea that I don't think I'm a good driver into I am a good driver driving is good, like associating driving with being good rather than driving with an absolute fucking meltdown. So this is why I'm changing my affirmations and I'm doing it again for this time. And I really want this year to be about success and thriving. Like I want to thrive this year. I feel like last year I was setting up foundations and like good things happened, but I feel like I was still setting up foundations. This year I want to thrive. Like I want really great things to happen. And so a lot of my affirmations are focused on that kind of focus on like opportunities, like I have an abundance of opportunities, I'm open to new opportunities, good things are coming to me, like that type of thing. And I've seen the positive in every situation and realising how things and everything kind of can come into play. And what I would recommend before you write down your affirmations is, you know, when at the beginning of the year, we all decided on what type of year we wanted to have. I knew mine was going to be thriving and like success 
and abundance. That was things that I really wanted to happen. Yours might have been totally different. Could have been love. It could have been happiness. Could have been friendship. Um, I think my mine for last year was friendship. Um, those were things that were really important to me. And so whatever you decided you wanted this year to be, make sure that you create affirmations that are in line with that kind of goal and dream that you had. So then you can kind of carry on feeding towards the idea of that end goal of what you want to happen. And I think the affirmations in your own voice is a really lovely way for that to happen. So that's one thing that I'm next going to start doing. So we're waking up to decide we're going to have a great day and then we're going to record affirmations in our own mind. And even if you don't agree with the law of attraction, it's going to change your mindset and that'll be good for you. Okay, it's going to boost your confidence. So I really don't see why you wouldn't do it. Okay, next thing on my list, I wrote a big list on my notes app of all of these things I'm going to do. The key thing about all the things I'm going to do though is that I don't want them to become hindering things. So they need to be things that can just fit in with my habits and lifestyle as of now. And then I can go forward with them. Okay, the next thing I'm doing is I am moving every day and I'm eating food that makes me feel good. So moving every day is something that I have been talking about at the gym for so long now about how much of a positive impact it's having on me. And running for the marathon has had a really positive impact on me. But I have noticed recently that I've been dreading exercise and feeling quite anxious about it. Like, I have to go and do quite a big run after this. I'm quite nervous about it, and I don't know why. I'm quite, like, anxious about it, and I feel quite stressed about it. Really strange. And I think it's just a manifestation of all of the stress that I've been feeling recently. And I'm building up these periods, these things that I have to do in my life as quite big, like, stressors when they don't really need to be. So that's been a thing that I've been aware of. And I'm trying to just be conscious of the fact that I am getting quite nervous about these different things and that I don't need to be nervous. Because I think I'm letting the stress from the rest of my life slip into things that didn't used to make me stressed. Even going to the gym, I feel quite anxious about that at the moment. Like, I'm going, but I feel quite anxious when I'm in there. And so that's why... I'm I'm wanting to work out or do something every day. And the key thing about this for me is that I've said when I have rest days, I don't actually feel better. So these re- the, my rest days, I'm not saying that you need to work out every day. I'm not trying to be like, you have to do this. You don't. I'm just saying some type of movement, a yoga class, a yoga. I was just going to call it a yoga, a yoga class on YouTube, obviously, because I do not have money to pay for proper things. So I do so many YouTube videos. Um yoga or a walk or like on Thursday rather than just having like a day off I was feeling quite anxious but I didn't really feel like I had time to go for a run or go to the gym just didn't feel like something I wanted to do and so rather than doing all of that I went to I just went on a walk got myself coffee from Cafe Nero because if you are with three you get a one pound free coffee every single week I didn't know that until last week, even though my sister has been telling me. I didn't realise it included literally everything. I got a £5 coffee for £1. And I keep trying new things because I'm like, it's a pound. If I don't like it, it doesn't matter. But this is my opportunity to try everything that's new. So I tried the pistachio latte. Would not recommend. Was quite disgusting. Then I tried the frappe, the mocha frappe. Was nice. Probably would have again, but... I don't know. It what well, I think I do prefer a frappe to a la, an iced latte, maybe. Really nice. Next thing I'm gonna try. I don't know. I've seen a cherry coffee, but I think I just need to like rein it back a bit. I don't really like caramel flavored things, but I might try caramel iced latte just to like affirm whether or not I like them or not, or whether I'm just being stubborn. Because I have noticed in a lot of the things I like and don't like, I need to start questioning: Do I actually not like them, or am I just being stubborn? Because. I have a stubborn trait and it's very, it, it's not flattering, you know, it's not a good thing, we don't, we don't like it when I'm stubborn, so I'm questioning that at the moment, but this is what I was really saying, is that although it wasn't like an intense form of exercise, it was a form of movement, and that's why I'm glad that I did it, so this is another thing that I'm doing, and I'm also trying to eat foods that make me feel good, so this, my relationship with food, I don't know, feel like I want to eat healthy in the week. And I do try to eat healthy in the week. But then on the weekends, I, I want to eat, like, food that I find nice. And especially when I'm not drinking. Like, last night, I think I spent the last three Friday nights on my own. And so, it's, like, important for me to have a nice meal. Like, a kind of, like, treat meal. And I really like 
like burger and chips it's one of my favorite meals on a friday i don't know why it just feels like a friday meal because also it's not too expensive i find a lot my issue sometimes my issue is it's like when i want to make a really nice meal the ingredients are so expensive but sometimes you know when you're wanting like something that's like a treat meal that's not super expensive and quite easy because this is the thing on the friday although i like want to eat something really nice i'm really tired and i normally have to like do quite a lot of things on a friday night so i just want something that's easy and quick so i always make like burgers and chips but like i make my own chips because they're so easy to do you literally chop up a potato put it in the microwave for five minutes then cover it in oil and salt then put them in the oven and you're done for like put them in the oven for like 20 minutes and they're done and they're so nice and crispy um Whenever I used to make them, I never used to put them in the microwave beforehand. And so they never used to get crispy on the middle because they'd just be cooking. But now it's so quick to do. Would definitely recommend. Even if you have an air fryer, I reckon that's a smart way to do it. Um, And so I had that. And I think that is also okay. So with my, like, eating good, I just want to be questioning whether or not I want to eat something. And, like, eating more intuitively. The past three days, I've been eating cereal, like, like, like cereal is my go-to stress snack and I don't know why but it really is my go-to stress snack and yesterday I was eating it I was like I don't even want to eat this like why am I eating it? I'm just eating it because I think I should eat it so more questioning on things like that about food and drink and things questioning whether or not I actually want to eat them or whether or not I think I just should whether or not it's habits you know so I think this is the thing we're changing our mindset when we wake up we're eating things and prepping like our bodies and making sure that we feel good and then I think the final stage in kind of like appearance and what we're doing is I want to make sure that each kind of day or at least a few times a week I make myself feel pretty and this could be anything from getting dressed in an outfit that I like putting a face mask on and reminding myself that like my skin is nice like my skin deserves to be looked after doing my hair blow dry my hair after I wash it it's really simple little things that I realize I have stopped doing and it's because I've just like stopped caring really about myself because so many of the things have become so much more important and so that's another thing that I'm going to start doing it sounds really silly but it's something that kind of makes me feel quite unconfident it makes me feel quite anxious so I feel like this will make me feel better about everything again because I kind of feel prepped for everything so that's my next thing that I'm going to change is kind of I want to change how my mindset is, change how I feel, but then change also how I think about myself because I've noticed I can be quite mean to myself in these moments of like stress. So this is something that's important for me anyway to realise that, you know, life is good. I'm, I am okay and I deserve to feel good about myself. I think that's the thing. And when I'm deciding that I deserve to feel good about myself, I then need to put that into action. It's all good having an affirmation being like, I feel great about myself and then not showing yourself that you do feel great about yourself by carrying on with the same things before. I'm not saying like you need to get makeup on and things to make yourself feel good about yourself, but it's taking a bit of time to make yourself feel like you'd like how what you see. And if it's like wearing your favorite jumper, if it's wearing a nice color, if it's wearing a different colored eyeshadow, it's showing that love to yourself that you keep telling yourself you're showing to you I feel like actions speak louder than words and that's a really important thing is making sure the actions you are doing reflect what you're constantly trying to tell yourself because otherwise it kind of feels like not pointless but like it's not going to have it's not going to have as much of an impact because you're not able to have as much an impact and the final thing that I am going to start changing how I'm doing is I want to have like little luxuries that remind myself that I am doing good and that remind myself that I am on this path for like success and thriving and it's little things I guess it kind of goes into that idea of having like of making myself feel like I can feel pretty and that I do like what I see in the mirror and that I am deserving of nice things it's little things like last night I spent two hours doing my nails I don't have time for that when I'm stressed but in not doing that like I don't feel as pretty I don't feel as like put together I don't feel as like I really enjoy doing my nails guys don't ever pay to go and get well if you're a nail tech then I obviously see why we should pay to get our nails done because it's you can do it so much better than I can do it but right now I'm in the student era and I can't afford to get my nails done so guys it's so quick to do yourself actually I think I'm underselling myself I have become quite good at doing though I did these ombre nails last night and I'm honestly I'm really impressed with how much better I've got And then I also did these kind of like swirly nails as well. 
Um, and I always do them on gel and they always last for ages because I'm going to an event on Thursday. So this is why it's important for me to have nice nails. But it's little things like that. It's having my nails done, making myself feel put together. It's making myself these other little luxuries. It's like now I get a coffee each week because I have the one pound Cafe Nero thing and I was trying to save money before. And it's little things like that, going for a walk with a coffee, treating myself to a coffee. And they call them like little luxuries because they're not breaking the bank things. It's not things that are going to change everything it's buying I don't know a shampoo and conditioner that is a little bit more expensive but just because it makes you feel nice or buying a hair mask buying a face mask buying these little things that don't cost an arm and a leg because I don't have the money right now to do that like cost of living crisis full-time student they don't go hand in hand so it's these little things that make me feel like I can I am happier in myself and that I deserve to have nice things without going out and spending an absolute fortune because I don't have the I don't have the facilities to do that right now. And I think this has helped me. And it's also like treating myself. Well, actually, I was going to say, I don't really need to be treating myself. I just spent loads of money on gym clothes, as I said. And I think I'm going to have to return some of them. I actually don't think I can afford it, to be honest. I think we're going to have to move on from that, from the treating ourselves anymore, because I really treated to it. But this is it. I think I've worked so hard, and now I need to be rewarding myself for the way that I have worked hard. And it's in this way of, like, caring for my mind, caring for my body, caring for like my opinion of myself and my mind in the sense of like not just caring for it to make sure it functions like caring for it as if it's like it's done really well and I need to look after it and I'm hoping in doing this in rewarding myself mentally for working hard I recognizing the work that I've put in and I'm remembering to stay calm and I'm thinking about how I have done all of this like I am capable and I'm rebuilding up my confidence that I'll get better uh, attracting good things into my life and more good things will happen And I'll also just feel happier because I've been feeling quite anxious and emotional and quite tearful. Like, I've been feeling quite tearful, like crying. And I don't really want to be like that anymore. I'm okay, like, not in, like, a worrying type of way, but just I've been finding I'm really tired of everything and I'm exhausted from working so hard and I've been feeling quite just, like, drained. So it's important for me to show to myself that I am okay and that, everything is fine and that I don't need to be feeling this way anymore if that makes sense so anyway these are the things I am going to start doing because I think life is getting more and more overwhelming and I'm thinking more and more about how I need to start setting myself up for success if I want success to happen to me so these are the things that entering my comeback era I'm going to do I'm looking after my mind I'm looking after my body and I'm being kind to myself and I'm showing myself I deserve the type of life that I want to have do little things that don't cost the world, but they do kind of indicate to yourself. It's giving yourself these little signs that make you realise like, yes, I do deserve good things. I think that's really important. But anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast. So let's get on to the questions for this week's podcast episode. So the first one, how to make decisions. I am very impulsive as a person, but I'm impulsive in a way that like, I'm just going to move because I'm realised I'm kind of slipping down my bed. I'm impulsive in a way, but I also weigh things up quite well I don't know I'm impulsive with my gut feeling as soon as I know my decision I know my decision it might take me a bit of time to get there but as soon as I get there I'm like I'm not changing I'm I can be quite stubborn mum and dad used to call me the snowplow child because like once I knew what my thing was it was happening it was happening I was saying earlier to them um that like I wanted I should have taken a gap year when I was younger like between university and they were like we know we told you to take a gap year but you would not listen. And I was like, <laughs> sounds like me. <laughs> but I think my biggest tips for making decisions, the thing that's helped me over the years, pros and cons lists are really good. I talk my pros and cons list to myself. So I'll be like, why do I want to do this? And kind of write out all the reasons why I think it'd be good. And then write out all the reasons why I think it would be bad or scary, or I think there might be something better coming along. But I also... I have this like real I can't describe it but it's like this gut feeling of when I should do something and I've become quite good at listening to it and it's happened when has it happened it's happened three times four times four times first time it happened 
where I would like really noticed it and I was like that's a weird feeling um was when I got when I came out of my interview for the Sainsbury's boot camp and I came out of the interview and I just had this feeling of like peaceful calmness of like I know I should do that that is something I should do and I just knew and it wasn't like a decision it was like that I just knew I should do it and I remember calling Louis literally being like I know this kind of messes up our plans because like it, when I got offered it I was going to move to Manchester it ended up like this is what I mean I manifested it into being perfect like I was meant to move across the country and then somehow it turned into a remote based project anyway counting my lucky stars because it worked out so much better but I just knew as soon as I had it that I should take it and I called Lou and I was like I'm, I really think I should take it it just feels it feels right I can't explain it to you but it feels right and it was the same when I applied to my course in London. And it's the same about the last two things that I applied for. I just saw them and I was like, I just feel like you're right. So I think my biggest tip for making decisions is getting really clued up on the things that just sit really well with you. Like think about life points, decisions you've made in your life where it's gone well and think about how that decision made you feel and how you felt in the moment when you made that decision. And then get really good at tuning into that feeling because I promise you it will take you far because that's kind of like your your gut and your mind and your body sensing what's good for you. It knows, you know deep down what you want to do. And I think also realising that if you know deep down what you want to do, then that's probably what you should do. And also realising there's no bad decision, okay? A bad decision only leads you to another good place, you know? I think about this with like my course or mistakes I've made and it's not it's not ever ended badly. It's always taken me to a new point that I would never have been able to get to before if I hadn't made that decision that maybe wasn't the best thing in the first moment. Like I should have taken a gap year between uni and university, no, between sixth form and university. I absolutely should have taken a gap year. Absolutely. Was I having any of it? No, there was no way you could have got me to take a gap year. I was so stubborn about it and it worked out all right. It was a bit more stressful and I probably wasn't mature enough when I went, but it worked out okay. So I think that's the thing, realising that no decision is the be-all and end-all and it will all work out. It's just going to be a bit different. It might not be exactly how you planned and it will also take you to a better place. Not a better... I feel like I'm not being making much sense. All I'm trying to say is that no decision is a bad decision. It just might take you somewhere different. And that kind of takes the pressure out of it, I guess. How to deal with change and all the fears that it brings. This question leads nicely onto the decision ones from the decision ones. I think realising that life is full of change life your life will constantly change and that nothing really stays the same I think it's a weird thing to suddenly grasp is that I think as a person I think as all all of us really we all like to have this idea that life is stable that life is constant that life is reliable that life is predictable because it makes it less intimidating it makes it less scary doesn't it when you kind of you know what's coming you know how to preempt it you know what to expect but the reality is that that's not that's not the case. And we're all just kind of tricking ourselves and we're all doing it. I don't mean it's like specific to you. I do it all the time. I kind of like have this idea of what my life is like and I have this idea of what I'm predicting my life to be like. And I know deep down that I'm, it's all a lie. It's what I think could happen. But the reality is I have no idea what is going to happen. I have literally no clue about how my life is going to work out. But And I think realising that and leaning into it and realising that you are only ever one decision away from an entirely different life makes change feel a little less scary because change, although it is intimidating, it's inevitable. That's the only thing that isn't inevitable because not everything will always stay the same. Even if you live a more kind of monotonous life in the way that like you do have more cycles that repeat in your life, you kind of, you want to stay in the same place and you don't want to move around. Things in your life will change. The people in your life will change. Your life will never stay fundamentally the same people and different people will grow and ebb and flow and they're important. So I think even if nothing massive in your life changes, things in your life will still change. And I think it is scary because we've been kind of told that, well, no, we've kind of, we've absorbed this idea that change is so terrifying because it's so unpredictable and it's scary when things are unpredictable and unknowns can happen when it's unpredictable and that's really intimidating and it is intimidating I'm not saying it's not but what I am saying is that's the only inevitable part of life so really if you try and I feel like the biggest thing that's helped me reframe change in my mind is realizing all of the incredible things that have happened when change has happened 
because sometimes I've realised that I've only craved change when I've kind of maximised everything out in that in that version of my life. I was ready to leave my hometown. I felt ready. I'd maximised everything out there. There was nothing new for me there. And now I've moved to London and I've created a whole new life for myself here. And I'm sure once I've maximised this part of my life, I'll want something new to change. Because I think life is about like maximising your experiences, maximising the life that you're living and trying out so many different things. And as, as soon as you feel like you've maximised enough of it, it's ready to try something new. Or equally, you feel like you've outdone yourself and you want to scale back and that's changed. But as soon as you feel like you've had your fill of something, you're ready to move on, then change comes. So I think the way you stop being scared of it is you realise that it's going to be an inevitable part of life and that good things come through change. Change doesn't mean bad, change means good. Change means you're opening yourself up to so many new incredible experiences and that's what makes it so exciting. Okay, on to the... We'll do a couple of anonymous questions and then... Sorry, I really kind of went off on one then. We were meant to have... I meant to do five minutes on each and... Oh, tell me a random fact. <gasps> learned such an interesting fact the other day in my final lecture for extended for epi of infectious diseases do you know how they found osama bin laden okay they found him right first off i really hope this is true don't blame me if this isn't true i absorbed this from a lecturer and i've not fact checked it but i'm going to tell you guys anyway because i think it's really interesting even if it's not true it's interesting so he was like, the way that they found him was they went to different houses in the area where they thought he was and they gave vaccinations to all of, they were giving, they were going around doing standard vaccinations and whenever they went in and they gave people living in this area vaccinations, they kept the needles and they ran genome sequencing, PCR tests, blah, 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 on the needles. So you just sequence the blood, not genome sequencing, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, they ran sequencing on the blood samples to identify him and through that ident like blood sample identification, that's how they identified which house Osama bin Laden was in through the vaccination needles such an interesting fact that really you know I didn't want to go to that lecture and as soon as he said that I was like I'm glad I've come to this lecture I did leave shortly after but he was going an hour over time and I had I had to revise and you know it was it was a stressful time okay let's let's pick up do you speak another language oh, I'm such a letdown and disappointment no but watch this space because after I'm having a glow at people no, I need to stop overestimating my brain's ability. I have literally got to write a 10,000 word dissertation, but it's going to be fine. I'm not stressed. I love a dissertation. Woo! <laughs> I'm not thinking about it right now. I can't think about that right now, but I am going to watch. Um, I am going to learn language when I start my job. Like that's my absolute, definitely, definite, definite, definite. Okay, let's pick one more. Do you have any X's? I have so many exes. But like, when do the exes start counting? Because when you're a when you're a teenager, like I don't know if they count. Because if they don't count, then I don't really have many exes. But if they do count, then I guess I have quite a lot of exes. But I I just don't think they count. I think relationships start counting maybe once you're sixteen, but even once you're sixteen, they're a bit like iffy. Maybe once you're eighteen, then they start counting. But then I only have the ex who cheated on me. And that's a story for another day. So, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I have my relationships from school. But as I say, were they relationships? Not really. I was like 13, 14. So, probably not. I think exes is such an interesting one. I find exes really interesting because it's like, I have all... I know my brain stores really, like, does like facts. I just remember really, like, strange facts about people and things that they've told me, so if you tell me something about your life, I'm going to remember it, they're like, I think it's just the way my brain works, it probably means why I've, like, done all right in this course, because it's, like, so many weird, interesting facts, my brain's like, this is great, like, I remember there was this kid in year six, and he, I know how I'd identify his mum in a zombie apocalypse, and it's because she has a thumb on the bot, no, she has a thumb. That was a stupid. No, she has a freckle on the bottom of her left thumb, because he told me it on the school bus on the way to the like church service we were going to. I'm sorry. Why have I kept that information for thirteen years? You know, we never know. If there's a zombie apocalypse, I can identify his mum. 
because of the freckle on her left thumb. And now all of you guys can too, but this is what I mean. I just remember really stupid facts about people. And whenever I've dated someone, like, I've built up so many, like, I know so much about that person's life. And then you just don't date them anymore. And then it's just a bit weird because you have all of this information about people. You have all of these things going on in your head about someone. Like, you know so much about them. And you're just meant to be like, delete all the information. I don't know you anymore. It's weird. I find it weird. I find it really strange. And like, I get why you're meant to do it because like, you've broken up now. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's it's a weird concept, isn't it? You build up so much knowledge around someone, especially when you're with someone for a long time. I was with my ex for four years. Fuck me. That's a long time, people. I've got so many facts and they're just, I'm just meant to ignore them. Just ignore them. And the thing is, they take up so much space in my brain, all of these useless facts that I have, but... What can I do? What can I do? I need a brain cleanse. I feel like I'd have so much more free space. I literally remember such weird, like, Christmas presents people got in year eight. No, when I was nine. And I went to this girl's playhouse and, like, the barbecue. And I was just like, why? Why do I need to remember? I don't need to remember that fact. So please leave. Thank you. But anyway, on to the new things that I've done this week. I feel like the new things I've done this week is kind of spoiled by the uh, entire podcast episode because it's literally me being like, guys, I'm reinventing my life. (laughs) I'm having a glow up, which means so many new things are about to happen. But, you know, this week, I feel like the mainly new things I've done is listened more to my body. Like today I was going to go to the gym, but I don't know why I always do this. I literally plan myself to do so many different things and I'm like, I actually don't want to do any of them and then feel guilty when I don't do it. And it's really silly because I feel like I'm letting myself down or I'm letting someone down, but there's literally no one that I'm letting down because I'm choosing a decision that I actually want to do. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's a weird kind of like mindset to be in. Um, But other new things that I've done this week, I went to the library and I got a new book. I am reading at the moment. Where is it? Oh, ow. Oh, I did a leg workout and I'm not going to lie. I've really killed my legs. I've really overestimated what I could do. You know, when you're at the gym and it's not hurting yet, and so you carry on, and it's still not hurting, and you carry on, and then the next day you're like, oh, oh, well, it's been like that for three days, and I have a massive regret. But I'm reading The Passage North. So it says, it begins with a message, a telephone call informing Krishan that his grandmother's former caregiver has died. Krishan makes a long journey by train from the Sri Lankan capital into the war-torn northern province for the funeral, so he travels into the soul of a country devastated by civil war. Written with precision and grace, A Passage North is a luminous meditation on time, consciousness, race and national identity, and a poignant exploration of the unattainable distances between who we are and what we seek. And it it was shortlisted for the 2021 Booker Prize, and I'm really excited to read it. It's got really good reviews and I'm really, I'm enjoying it so far. I like how it's written and I'm really interested to read about a book set in Sri Lanka. I haven't read a book set in Sri Lanka yet, so I'm excited to read that and I'm trying to start with reading a bit more before I go to bed. I love how I was going to be like, I'm trying to have a better nighttime routine. She says, recording the podcast at midnight, midnight, but I'm just, I'm in a chatty mood, so that's okay. We're allowing, we're allowing ourselves to be more intuitive okay it's friday night it's allowed um other new things that i've done this week have guys i can't lie i've i've been a bit of a hermit this week i really have been studying every single day for the past oh my god i've literally studied every single day for the past 25 days like i haven't had a break because monday did studied at the weekend monday studied at the weekend monday study till friday <gasps> 7 14 19 21 oh my god i studied for 21 days straight no wonder i'm tired no wonder i'm sleepy no wonder i am burnt out other new things i did though i did my nails and guys please stop paying to get your nails done learn to do them yourself i've done such cute ombre nails and they're really cute and i love them and they're going to be great for manchester on Saturday, Sunday, I go on Sunday because I'm going out and I'm excited. I haven't gone out in ages and I was going to wear a new outfit for it, but I'm trying to not, I'm trying not to buy as many new clothes, mainly because I just spent all my money on the Able sale. Um, They had 60% off, by the way. If they're, if they're still on, you should go and get some stuff from them. I got two new gym tops, 
a pair of gym leggings and a top that I did say I was going to send back. Will I? Probably not. But I always do this. I never pay full price on shipping because who would do that? Why would you pay full price when you could just spend the maximum, like minimum amount you need to get free shipping and return something? You know, I'm not spending five pounds not to get it back. Um, but I got some leggings initially from them and then the sale happened. So I just bought the exact same leggings, but for half the price and I'm going to return the ones that I've already got. So, you know, it's all worked out, but I did spend quite a lot of money. But when I'm running the marathon, I want to feel great in what I'm wearing. You know, I want to have photos after and be like, yes, I look great. And I don't have any tops that I feel like I look great in at the moment. Like no, any gym tops where I'm like, yes, you look incredible. So I think worthwhile purchase. I also have no like cozy clothes. I don't know why I'm reasoning it to you all. I've bought them. The money's gone. So here we are. So I need to work out a cool outfit out of the clothes that I've already got. But I also feel like I have the same going out clothes on repeat. So we're going to have to do some outfit reinventions tomorrow. Maybe I'll do a fashion show for my housemate. That's a good idea. But anyway, thank you for listening. I hope that you're okay. I hope that you've had a lovely week and I hope this podcast episode finds you well. I hope you're going for a walk right now or buying yourself a coffee or take this as a sign to, you know, take a moment for yourself and work out how you want to change and into your comeback era. If you are not signed up to the podcast newsletter already, I told you I'm on it again with things. I've really, I've started again. Um, Make sure you are following me on Instagram because I put up a question box each week asking if you want to join. And with that, I send out journal prompts relative to the podcast episode. I send you guys a little update on my life. We send things that I've been, not we, I send you guys things that I've enjoyed reading or listening to or good podcast episodes, not just my own. You know, it's like a nice little like culture type thing. Um, but if you are interested, then make sure you're following me on Instagram just to make sure that you can sign up to that if you aren't signed up to it already. And make sure you're following me on TikTok because, guys, I'm posting content there all the time and I'm always there to chat to. So please go fuel my TikTok addiction. One of you guys the other week asked, like, what's your toxic trait? And I actually think my toxic trait is the fact that I actually enjoy being on TikTok. Sometimes I really enjoy scrolling and I have no shame about it. And I've been reflecting on that a lot recently. So whoever asked, what is your toxic trait? You have made me reflect on many things and my genuine enjoyment of TikTok, I think, is quite up there. But anyway... I hope you're having a lovely week and I forgot to say, sorry, this is something like the longest pitch of my entire life. But if possible, if you could rate the podcast, give it a little review and a little subscribe, that would be massively, massively appreciated. It helps way more people find us and it means we can grow and even more people can join the community, which is very exciting. But anyway, I hope you're okay. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon. I love you. Bye.